advisory to those who are not animal lovers, open to new ideas, or interested in integrative holistic healthcare for your pets, and believe that prescription diet is the best food for your pet. This podcast may offend your sensibilities. Have you ever felt frustrated and helpless after listening and doing everything your vet told you to do but it only made your sick pet worse and not get any better? That's me in 2008 with my first adopted cat, Meow. I did everything the vet told me to do and I realised she wasn't getting any better and only worse. So I decided to look into alternative health options and was drawn to the stories of holistic pet service entrepreneurs and their transformative journey, overcoming obstacles, chasing their passion and creating a movement that has caused a ripple effect of positive change in the lives of their clients and pets around the world. Join me as I share the raw, inspiring journeys of these amazing entrepreneurs, their successes and failures. My name is Amrys Wang, and this is The Raw Entrepreneur. Good morning, everyone. This is Amrys Wang of The Raw Entrepreneur. Today's episode is with Kimberly Gaultier, my favourite queen of dog blogs, Keep the Tail Wagging. Kimberly is a dog nutrition and lifestyle blogger who shares her experience raising her dogs on a raw food diet. After years of vet bills and no cure for her dog, Rodrigo, Kimberly switched her dogs to a raw food diet. Within two weeks, many of Rodrigo's health issues that stumped the vet were gone. Kimberly began sharing her experience learning how to feed a nutritious raw diet to her dogs on her blog, Keep the Tail Wagging, and later published two books on the topic that are now available on Amazon.com. With the goal of making raw feeding fun and uncomplicated, her blog serves to encourage pet parents to make better choices for their dogs and cats they love. Kimberly lives in the Pacific Northwest with her four dogs, a sassy cat, and a better half. This is her story. Well, I've been blogging since 2009. I started, you know, um, gosh, 100 years ago. And... um, I started with a photography blog. I wanted to teach myself photography and I wanted to be a pet photographer. Um, So I was, I was going to start a business and I was going to do these things. And um, a family member told me that, well, you're going to have to have a blog. And um, growing up, I loved journaling. I had so many journals um, and I wanted to be a journalist and a photographer when I was an adult, but I didn't go that route. But so I I was just like, absolutely, this is perfect for me. And so I started it and I did not like the pet photography part, but I loved the blogging part. So I continued blogging. And so I've had many blogs over the years, you know, just different topics. And then I would stop when I ran out of things to write about. And um, Keep the Tail Wagging was started because I, a friend of mine who is a, just a master blogger. Gosh, what is that noise? I thought I heard like a howling. It's like, oh my God, but <laughs> what's that? Um, anyway, a friend of mine, she was hosting a course, an online course to help people like start a blog, but turn it immediately into a business. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try that. And so that's when I, I came up with the name Keep the Tail Wagging because I'd always wanted to write about my dogs. At the time, we just had Rodrigo and Sydney. 
um, their litter mates. And I was like, I'm going to write about raising litter mates and what that's like to help others. And um, I'm that person, I'm like that person that we all know that has dogs and I can talk about my dogs all day long. So I figured I'll never run out of topics. And actually, you know, almost nine years later, I'm still, <laughs> you know, tons and tons of topics are coming out of my head about dogs because I love it so much. But that's sort of like how the blogging started. As far as the raw feeding, you know, I think I, I started the blog in 2011, late 2011. So Rodrigo and Sydney were, um, what, like a, almost two years old, I think, coming up on three years old they were. And um, during, oh, it's Rodrigo. Rodrigo, stop it. <laughs> and during that time, um, uh, Rodrigo was always at the vet. And it was always something like he's, you know, would have skin rashes. He would, his tummy would have a rash on it. He had ear infections, just like he would have an ear infection. We would take him to the vet, do the medication. It would go away. And then a few weeks later or a month later, it would come back. And it was just always something. And every time we went to the vet, you know, my vet would just say, well, this is just how dogs are, you know? And I was just like, I, I had dogs as a child, but you know, mostly my parents had dogs. I mean, I played with them, but my parents cared for them. And so I was just like, well, maybe this is what it is to have dogs. Maybe they just, you know, and he was just like, well, and this is a rescue dog. So you never know where it came from. So it's probably going to be this way. And, um, and the health problem just kept coming on top of each other. And that's when he eventually said to me, I'd be surprised if he lived, you know, much longer after his third birthday. And that was, um, basically the stopping point for me. That was the day when I was like, no, 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 that's not a, acceptable. Before then I had started researching raw feeding because I was hearing about it from all these different places. And, um, but the day when I, I still remember the day I called Darwin's, I was actually in downtown Seattle on a train platform on my way home. And it was so noisy and I was worried that they couldn't hear me as I'm talking to them. And I'm just like, apologizing, like, I'm so sorry. And they got me all set up and um, I was only feeding him raw in the morning because my boyfriend and partner, he was not okay with the raw. He was like, this is insane. Um, are you sure you're, I don't know anyone else who's doing this. And, um, and so I did raw in the morning and we still fed kibble in the evening. And within two weeks, most of Rodrigo's health issues were gone. I mean, and I'm just sitting here like, you know, people kept telling me, oh yeah, I switched my dog to raw and their allergies went away or this rash went away or in all these different things. But it was just one of those, okay, you know, kind of like, you know, sure, <laughs> sure that happened, you know, and I'm in my head thinking it was probably like the antibiotics that did it or, you know, I, you know, it wasn't necessarily raw meat that makes no sense to me. Um, and, you know, and if raw is so magical, why isn't everyone do it, doing it? That's kind of like what was in the back of my head. But, you know, as a blogger, I recognize that this is good content. So, and it's something to learn. And I like to learn new things. And the more I kept hearing about it, the more it was sort of like, well, maybe this is something. And that's when I just tried it with Rodrigo and saw it for myself. And from there, um, I actually didn't immediately start writing about it. You know, I'd write things here and there, but for the most part, I just kept going about writing about just dog stuff until someone emailed me and asked me to write more about it because her dog was sick and she wanted to learn more. And so, you know, I was just like, okay, well then 
why don't I just start sharing my journey just like I did when I learned how to use my camera. I'll do it with the raw feeding and I'll just start sharing what I'm learning. And it's, it's interesting to me today because I can go back to a lot of the posts that I wrote years ago, you know, 2014, 2015, even 2013 and just whenever. And um, I have to unpublish them and rewrite the whole thing because they're so wrong. And, and it's not that, I don't think that they were wrong at the time, but I've learned so much more because, you know, I always tell people it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint and things are going to change. You know, we're going to have different dogs that'll have different needs. You know, we'll learn new things. And um, it's just really been a fascinating ride. It's just, you know, even today where um, it cracks me up when people, you know, label me as an expert in raw feeding when I'm just sitting here like, I have no idea what I'm doing half the time because um, it's just, it's such a big, you know, I don't know about you, but when, when people were explaining raw feeding to me, they were like, oh yeah, you just do this. And they were making it so simple and basic. And to be honest, it is simple, but it's, it's a big thing too, because if you think about it, it's like we are taking on the, the entire health and nutrition of our dogs. We're not leaning into any type of, you know, kibble company, or even I'm not doing raw, you know, commercial raw, I'm doing it all myself and making sure that my dogs are getting various vitamins and nutrients. And then when they have health issues, gaining an understanding of, okay, so like with Rodrigo, he has um, exocrine, exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. So his body doesn't naturally produce digestive enzymes. So I have to add those to his body. But then you have to think about what other nutrients am I also going to have to supplement because of this condition. And that's just not a way my brain worked, you know, eight years ago. And so I, and I, I'm smiling because it's still so freaking exciting because this is so cool because all of it to me is like a big puzzle that I'm putting together with my dogs and it's it's fun <laughs> you know that's one of the things that I, I really admire about you is that you are willing to keep learning and educate yourself and the best part is which I mean like frankly I'm a lazy bugger I, I, I truly am and I don't have that kind of discipline that you have to write blogs and articles all the time. But not just that, you go back to your old ones, unpublish them and rewrite them to update them with the new information that you have learned, you know? And honestly, I don't know a lot of bloggers that do that because most bloggers, they'll just, you know, go on and on and they might put a, a note in the new article like, oh, you know, like, P.S. The old one was like, you know, but no, you actually go back. I think it's your character. It's, it's something to do with your personality, you know, that you, you have to fix it because it'll needle and yeah. annoy you. It, it annoys you, you know, <laughs> and I love that about you because honestly, I wish I was like you in that sense because I'm just so lazy. I, I, I think that's why I'm doing a podcast instead of blogging because I, I love reading blogs, but I don't have that kind of discipline that you have. And, you know, when I read blogs like yours, I go like, uh-oh, no, I don't think I can do what she does. And she does it so much better than I do. So, you know, pfft, you know, I'll, I'll just, you know, worship you from here and learn from you. And then I will figure it out as I go, you know, I think he is my teacher. And then I figure it out and, and practice. But, you know, I, 
how you do it is just amazing. You know, you have that energy, that passion, that just you know, it it shouts out from the page literally. And now with oh, Facebook, so and with Facebook now, I mean, like since COVID, you've been doing Facebook lives, like oh, I don't know, like almost every day or something. I don't know. I yeah, you, you're you're like it's 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 so amazing. I mean, like the energy you have. It's like, wow, I don't know what you're drinking. I know, it's (laughs) fun. It's like, it's a nice distraction. And it's just like, I, it's funny because I'm so just thankful and grateful for so many things. And it just, that's what energizes me. It's just, you know, we're, this is this amazing community of absolutely brilliant people who are so passionate about dogs and you know even people who aren't so nice you know i've had my share of trolls or people who just didn't like me um you know people i I just found out you know not long ago that one another person blocked me on facebook and it's just like it's always so funny to me because i mean it it i i totally get that there's always going to be a negative side to anything that we do but I learn from everyone, even the people who aren't my biggest fans or I'm not their biggest fans. I learn from everyone. There's so much to learn. And I feel like every single thing out there has the potential to make me um, better at raising my dogs. So um, it's just like, I just, I take it all in. I mean, it's not always fun, but you know, I'm grateful because, you know, this has been an amazing journey for me. And, you know, you're, you're so kind in your compliments because what I'm thinking about is, gosh, and I, I have friends who have known me for years and it was so hard for me to learn to, um, to be open to new information and, you know, and to correct myself and to admit that I was wrong because for a long time, I thought that if I have this blog then I'm the expert. I can't be wrong. Everyone, I need to, you know, and it was really hard. And one day I just turned that around where it's just sort of like, I don't know what the heck I'm talking about sometimes. I just know that what works for my dogs. And so I'm going to just stick with that. And then if someone is kind enough to share their knowledge with me, then I'm going to take it all in because ultimately it's like having a free consultation with, with an expert. And, you know, how often are we going to get that? So if Rodney sends me a text message telling me, you know, hey, I noticed you did this, da, 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 and just FYI, because he'll do that about, you know, like Facebook stuff, like, because I remember I posted a video, but then I think like the very next day or later on that day, I posted a second video and he was like, don't ever do that again. And he sent me this long text message explaining why and and about the analytics and all that type of stuff. And I was just like, oh crap, I didn't know any of that. And I was like, should I delete it? He's like, no, it's too late. You've already ruined it. And and it was just, and it was so funny because we're going back and forth and we're talking and then he felt bad because he was like, I hope I wasn't rude. And, And I'm just sitting here like, you're Rodney Habib millions of people are following you and you took time out of your day to send me a text message explaining Facebook to me. Yeah. No, you were not rude. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, are you kidding? And it's like moments like that where I've just learned that, man, this is, you know, truly an amazing community and an amazing journey that we're on of just understanding how to raise healthier dogs. And gosh, it's, 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 that's where my energy comes from because, and plus, you know, I never know when people are going to find me. 
you know, they might find me on a blog post that I wrote last month, or they might find me on a blog post that I wrote four years ago. And so that is why I update because um, I don't want, I used to have, I used to have tons and tons of posts about recipes that were the worst thing that you could ever feed to your dog. It was so irresponsible of me to post those. I didn't know any better. Um, and I went through years ago and just deleted all of them because it was like, no, I don't want to tell people that this or lead people to believe that this is a normal balanced diet for dogs because it wasn't. And, and it wasn't anything that I would ever feed to my dogs today. But again, it's a learning process and well, you get there. I, I just respect you for, for doing that. Like I said, you know, cause not many people have that integrity and that discipline to do it, you know, to, to correct. And, and, and I love what I love about you and what you were talking about is, you know, how you were in the past where you were very, the word stubborn, yeah. you know, very fixed in your ways. Uh, you know, and I identify, I, I understand that because I am a, I'm a real bitch, you know, I'm pretty stubborn and I used to be very inflexible. That's the word. Yes. Yeah. Very inflexible. Once, once something goes into my noggin, it stays there. Like it's like concrete or something. It can't yep. get it out. And I was like that. So I remember, you know, when, when the idea of raw feeding and they used to say about, uh, you can't, you can't mix uh, kibble and, and yes. whatnot, you know, because you're going to like kill the dog or something, yes. you know, and you, I would see those, you would see those meals and you're like, Hey, you're not supposed to be mixing them together. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I remember that. I, I was exactly like that. You know, I was so like adamant, you know, no, no, it's like, it's this way or that way. No way in between. Yes. You no, know, die, die. You got to do it this way, you know? <laughs> And that's how, that's why I, I love you and respect you because I actually see your journey, you know, as a blogger, as a pet parent, you know, um, and how you did raw feeding. I, I actually see that in myself, you know, in how I was like, gosh, I was like that, you know, I was like so inflexible in my, in my thinking and the, and what I used to think was correct is actually wrong, you know? Yeah. And now I tell people like, dude, put 10% in or whatever, put, put a leaf in, it doesn't matter, you know, what, whatever, just start adding a little bit, yep. it won't kill them, I promise you, you know, and, you know, I, I, I learned that way and I'm also still learning to be more humble and less bitchy and arrogant because, like I said, I'm a bitch, you know, and I'm trying, I'm trying to grow as a person as well because, um, yeah, you know, I just, well, I was, I am such a shitty person, you know, really. So we all are. We all yeah. are. I mean, because it, and it's hard because it's like you, you know, you're so confident. Like, you know, there's that time when everyone will, because when I first started feeding raw, it was vegetables. People were like, you do not add vegetables and da 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 da. And then it's like, there's one group that said that. And then the other group was like, yes, you add vegetables. And it cracks me up because we used to fight about vegetables the way people today fight about politics. I mean, people were unfriending each other. People were blocking each other. People were trolling each other. It was like, I had a man, I got kicked out of a raw feeding group because I asked about vegetables. And then this man harassed me for a week. 
about it. And you would think that, well, why would you just let him harass you? Why wouldn't you just block him? I did. I blocked him twice. He kept creating profiles. And then he would message me. Um, Facebook, like, I guess would suspend a profile. So he would just create another one using the same name and the same image and just continue talking to me. And it was just like, and eventually he stopped because he started trolling someone else. But it was just like, it was vegetables. But at the time, it seemed so crucial. It was so important. And I was there for it for the fight. And today I think about it and it's just like, if someone messaged me today saying, you shouldn't be adding vegetables. I actually had someone send me a long message about how stupid I was about the difference between um, like whole chicken and chicken meal and how I didn't understand it. And they left, they just sent me this long message and I just read it and, and just replied, thanks and just let it go. And it's just like, whereas, you know, you, you, it is, it's a journey. It's, but yeah, I think don't be too hard on yourself because I, I always tell people that if I had, like, if, if I were a reality TV show and people could see what I really thought, <laughs> I just learned not to type it. I just learned to keep it to myself. But, <laughs> but there are things that I see that people are saying and doing where I roll my eyes so hard. It's a surprise that I don't fall out of my chair. <laughs> How, I mean... You know, you said you you wanted to start a blog to monetize it and start a business. Um, what what what's that like? You know, and how how did you manage to do it? I mean, like, um, well, for me, it was uh, well at first, I, it was hard because I had no idea what to do, how to do it. Um, despite the fact that there's so much information explaining how to do it, free information. But it was just overwhelming where I was just taking everything on. When I first started, I belonged to a pet blogging organization called Blog Pause. And they helped us monetize our blog by um, connecting us with brands. And so we would do campaigns and be paid that way. And I actually did pretty good back then working with brands. But the problem was, is that because I had a, a you know, my blog grew really quickly. And um, because I did understand you know, I took that course and I followed people who explained these things. So I was able to, to do things with my blog, to build the traffic. Um, and so I was attractive to a lot of brands and they wanted to work with me. And, um, but the problem is, is that I was accepting every opportunity that came my way. So it kind of seemed like, you know, what is it? I think there's a, a quote where it says, if you like, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. And that was kind of like what I was. I was just throwing, you know, just if it paid me money, I was going to promote it. And um, I mean, I think in, I call it my highest and lowest point was when I got paid $1,500 from Hills to wow. promote a new food that they had. And, um, and that was when I, you know, I wrote three articles, $500 each. And that was like a huge deal. Like, oh my God, that's so much money. Whereas today it's just sort of like, that's just how much it costs. And, um, but that was such a huge deal. But I had this woman on Twitter, um, just like, she wasn't, I mean, she was strong, like, and you know, 
she wasn't mean. It's, it's funny because it's, it always seems like at the time I thought she was being mean, but it's always seems like if someone disagrees with you or critiques you, then we feel like they're attacking us and they're bullying us when no, they're just, they don't agree and they're sharing why. And so looking back, she did me the biggest favor because she was just like, you know, you should not be promoting this food and was sending me information about the food. And, um, and I would respond respectfully because um, I was in a contract with this company and, you know, they're not going to want me acting like a jerk on social media for them. And they were actually really impressed with how I handled it. But, um, and I told myself that I was doing a good thing because not everyone could feed raw. So I was doing a good thing. But after that experience, um, I realized that I had to, to pick a side. Like I have to, to, you know, it's either not be honest, not be transparent, but make a lot of money. And to be honest, I wasn't making tons of money, but you know, it, I, I, I was making at least like, you know, 500 bucks a month. Um, I can do that or I could tell my truth. I can be a hundred percent transparent and not make any money. And because, you know, raw, there weren't really a whole lot of raw food brands out there and they definitely weren't paying bloggers to promote them. So um, it's like, I guess that's what I'll have to do. And it, that happened. And then I just got a lot of feedback from people that just basically said that my blog looked like an infomercial because I was constantly posting sponsor posts, sponsor posts, sponsor posts. And, and it was just like, that's, and even though that was just sort of like not what I intended, I appreciated it. And it's funny, two of my friends said it to me and they didn't say it to be mean or anything. They just said it sort of like as an aside, but I was so grateful that they said it to me because I couldn't see that. And um, that was when I had to really think about what I was doing. But as to your question of how does that work, it takes hard work because when I switched over to writing about raw feeding, I wasn't making any money anymore because now brands didn't want to work with me because, and either brands didn't want to work with me or um, I couldn't work with them because whatever product they had it was completely opposite of what a raw feeder would give to their dogs. Like, you know, a, a dog treat that, you know, like milk bone dog treats, that's not something, you know, I, in the past I had worked with milk bone, but I gave it to my dog. It made him really sick. It gave him horrible gas, but it's also not a dog treat that raw feeders would give to their dogs. So it just makes no sense for me to do a opportunity with them. And but all the money was coming from companies like that, from Mars and Purina and all of that. And so I just finally just decided, okay, well, let's pretend like I'm starting from scratch and let's write about raw feeding. And I, instead of focusing on the money, I just focused on creating content. And what I didn't realize until probably a couple of years later was that when I switched over to writing about raw feeding and just stopped worrying about the money, my traffic went up over 500%. And there is a time when I was on my way to make, to getting 500,000 people visiting my site a month wow. before Google made an adjustment and shut everybody down. Um, but, um, but still it was like, I was doing really good. And then from there I started um, affiliate marketing, which is basically if I promote a product and you buy it through my link, I get a commission. 
And that was another thing was like a lot of people will throw up tons of affiliate things on their site and just hope that someone clicks on a link. Whereas I wanted to be a little more intentional about it and only promote things that I actually use with my dogs. And till this day, every day I get an email from someone who wants me to join their affiliate program. And I created a canned response to them. That is basically, I only join affiliate programs for products I actively use with my dogs. And um, because, you know, they'll want to send me stuff and it's like, no, because I would not actively use that with my dog. I mean, my dogs are not guinea pigs. Um, I, and it does mean that, wow, I'm leaving a lot of money on the table, but you have to just think of it in a different way of if you, for instance, if I'm promoting some supplement and I'm just promoting it and you send me an email asking me information about it and I can't answer your questions because I don't actually use the supplement, then I just lost a lot of credibility with you. And so um, those are the type of things that I had to make adjustments with my blogging. And when it came down to it, I feel like it allowed me to have the longev longevity that I've had because um, people trust me more because I'm not constantly just promoting everything that's out there. And I feel more comfortable with the content that I create because I can actually speak to it. If I have a supplement that I love and people have questions about it, I can tell them this is my experience with it. Or if I decide to stop using a supplement, I can explain why I don't use it anymore. And I will no longer collect. Like if I stop using a supplement, I mean, if, you know, if it's just because like maybe the dog that it was for is no longer here, that's one thing. But if I stop using it because it just doesn't work for me anymore or because I found something different, I have to now go through my blog and fix that because I don't want people buying something that I no longer promote. And, and it's, it's, it's not as much work as it sounds, but you know, it works. And, and you know, that's, it's not that, um, it's not that complicated, but it does take some time and patience. So, um, okay. So, uh, how old is your blog? Uh, nine years in December. So nine years next month. And you were doing, um, say, everything for how many years before you, you focus, you switched the focus to raw? Um, a year and a half. No, two and a half years. Okay. Before I switched. Okay. And so you were, um, so this wasn't your full-time job blogging, no. right? No. So you had a full-time job and this was like your, your site thing that you were doing, yeah. your passion project. Um, uh, you're still, you, you still have a full-time job now? Yes. Yeah. I love, I have a full-time job. I was actually going to quit it and I'm so grateful that I didn't. When I was looking into quitting my job and doing this full-time, which I could have done except for the benefits. You know, I was looking into what is it going to take for me to pay for benefits for myself? And it was so expensive. I mean, it was just like insane what I would have to pay to get something comparable to what I get at my day job. And then I thought about, you know, cause I thought about, well, maybe I can get like a part-time job that has benefits, but I love the people I work with so much. I've, I've had my job for 16 years. Wow. And yeah. And I, I mean, I love where I work. I mean, we all know each other. Um, we're used to each other. You know, we fight like family. 
and get annoyed with each other like family. We're like, I mean, it's just, and we, I actually, a coworker of mine, uh, probably, I don't know if it was last year or earlier this year, we were talking about, you know, what the circumstances would be if we were to quit. And um, we just couldn't see ourselves going to work for another company because I don't want to have to get used to a, whole, a group of different people. And um, we're just used to each other. We, we like each other. And so I figured I'm just going to stick with my job because I like it. And I like, and then if, if for some reason something happens with my blog that it really is taking so much more time, then I'll leave my day job especially now that I'm working from home because of COVID. I mean, I, I really like having, I like having a solid income because it allows me to be more um, like, I just don't have to worry about anything. I don't want to have to be backed in a corner where I feel like I have to take on um, sponsorship opportunities that I'm not thrilled about or excited about. I love the fact that I can do product reviews that I choose. You know, I'm not worried about, Oh, is the brand going to be mad at me because I didn't like it? You know, um, and a lot of times I will like brands will contact me for a, a review and I'll just tell them I'll buy it myself and then I'll review it just so that I can feel free to say whatever I want. Um, if I like it, if I don't like it, I can say whatever I want and not worry about burning a bridge because I actually, there are brands out there that do not like me <laughs> because I've been honest and I feel like I've been fair but, you know, I didn't have a positive experience with their product. And so I, I shared that and they didn't take it well. Mm. But it's just sort of like, you know, I like the freedom to be able to um, be honest. And I just don't think I would feel that way if I were doing this as a full-time job at this time. Were you always like this as a child? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, it's, it's funny because I always say took five years of therapy to get me here. Um, it's just, it was, it was very hard. Um, you know, just, you know, as far as like when I first started this blog and cause I always have a, you know, there was my dog died blue. He was hit by a car one day, seven years ago. And, um, that was sort of like, I consider that my rock bottom. But at that time, I just, I did not take criticism. Well, I did not handle it. If people disagreed with me, I felt like I was being attacked. Um, I, I hate it being wrong, you know, and you know, all of those type of things and going through therapy and losing a dog, you know, just sort of shows you what's important and what's not important. And now it's just sort of like, you know, I mean, no one likes to be wrong and no one likes to be criticized, but I look at it as people, um, you know, people who care about me, and care about dogs are, you know, are going to give me their honest feedback. And I appreciate that because, oh, Johan's here. That's why they're barking. But I appreciate that because, um, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I learn so much whenever I have these conversations with people. Because when I first started, I used to think breeding was bad. I thought, you know, training collars were bad. I thought, you know, <clears throat> I thought that, you know, you know, as far as different ways of training dogs, I didn't really understand how to train a dog. I didn't understand socialization. I used to think that you socialize dogs by taking them to the dog park. I, I yeah. you know, and today, if someone were to tell me that, I'd, I'd be like, no, it's the worst place to go. But, 
you know, 10 yeah. years ago, that was what everyone did. You socialized by going to the dog park. And it's those type of things where um, I look back over my history and, and just every single person that I've met, you know, has shared something with me um, that has just added to my arsenal where it's just like, oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. You know, I just was t talking with someone on Facebook earlier today that she had a dog that can climb an eight foot wall <laughs> to get out of the yard. And I'm just like, what? I mean, good Lord, are you kidding me? And just like, and you know, and she was just like, and so they used a training collar and she was like, she didn't want to, but she said they could not keep the dog in the yard and they were worried about him getting hit or, you know, killed or, you know, just type of thing. And although, yes, I, I'm not a professional trainer, but I know that there are, I'm sure hundreds of dog trainers that can step forward and say, well, I can teach you how to keep that dog in the yard without using a training collar. However, in her per situation she felt that that was the right choice for her dog and it worked and there you go and so I've had to learn to um accept <laughs> you know Han just came to the window and just did this to me <laughs> we have otters in our pond so he's going down to see if the otters came back but random right but, no, I love authors. I love authors. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, it's like just learning how to accept the fact that there are different ways to raise healthy, happy dogs. And although I may not agree with how a choice someone else make, like I wouldn't make that same choice for my dogs, learning how not to judge them for their choice and leave a space open so that I can learn something from them. Because if I'm sitting here judging them, then, you know, the wall goes up and I'm not able to take in anything that they're taking me. But if I can just basically say, okay, I'm going to be open to this. It doesn't mean I have to change my mind. It just means that I'm just getting new information. And gosh, that's, I feel like a cornball by saying it. That's just like so exciting. <laughs> uh, again, that's what I love about you. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, did you ever think about, quitting closing a bar all the time all the time at least once a year i want to shut it down um i think the last time was last summer was a year ago now after i left super zoo i was so disheartened at super zoo tons of um there were a few raw brands that were coming out with kibble um there were a few kibble brands that had raw in their title um and you know, the, it felt like the, the fresh food community, it felt like we were, I don't know, it just felt like it was more about social media and likes and um, than it was about the dogs and, um, and the cats. I always feel like I say the cats, like they're second class citizens, they're not. But, um, and it, it just felt like, you know, we were, you know, we were fighting. I actually had a very public um, dispute with another influencer that was at the time, you know, one of my dearest friends and um, we still haven't spoken. And, you know, that's been, it's been a year. And, and it's just these type of things where I was like, what are we doing? Why am I here? If this is what it's going to be about? I think I got into a disagreement with some, some a group of people from one of the raw feeding groups they didn't like one of my YouTube videos. And so that was, I mean, it was just constantly um, bickering and fighting. And it was just sort of like, 
you know, if we're all here to help the dogs, why are we fighting each other? Because there's, there isn't a single path that leads us to a happier, healthier dog. There are many ways that we can get there. So why is it that we're fighting with each other? If, if we're all on the same team, why can't we just agree to disagree and move forward? You know, and maybe even just stop and listen to each other. And I have to admit that I was guilty too. There were people where if, if I saw certain names, I was just like, nope, delete that email. I don't want to tear from that person, that block. I, you know, there are people that I just had nothing to do with. And I think it was Dr. Karen Becker, she spoke at SuperZoo last year and she had shared that um, someone from one of, I don't know if it was a kibble company or just some, some company said something to her about why would we have to be worried about raw feeding taking over? It's like, you guys can't get along. You're constantly fighting with each other. You guys are going to destroy yourselves before you have an opportunity to make a dent into our profits. And I mean, I'm paraphrasing, of course. And um, that was so true because it's just sort of like, you know, if we're all fighting with each other and competing with each other and being mad at each other and blocking each other. And there's all these little feuds going on. And there were so many little feuds going on. I mean, I, I, like, I have folders on my computer with names that inside the folders are screen captures of emails, videos, um, status updates of nasty things they've said to or about me. I mean, how much time did I spend putting this crap together? And was it, is it worth it? And it's no, it's, it's just, it, and, and ultimately, how many dogs am I helping? It, none. It helps no dogs. All it is is just an aggravating to me. It may be a little bit entertaining to a few people, but what I found is that no one follows us for, you know, because we're like the real housewives of raw feeding. They follow us because they want to learn how to raise happier, healthier animals. And um, I was not... I was not fulfilling my, you know, my side of the deal. And that was when I was thinking about shutting down my blog because I was just sort of like, I'm not contributing anything positive right now. I'm so unhappy. I actually did a video about it. It was like, I'm so over this. And um, a friend of mine, Krista Powell, who owns the company Vibrant Canine out of Southern California, she told me that when you are saying your name more than you're talking about the dogs, then that's when you know that you need to shift your focus. And I have held on to that. And so whenever I start getting aggravated or annoyed um, about what I'm doing, if I start getting discouraged, I have to ask myself, you know, am I just being discouraged because, you know, my engagement isn't that good or because I don't have enough followers, I'm comparing myself to someone else, or because, you know, I want to do this full time, and I'm not doing it full time yet, or whatever the case, but all of that is ego, it's just a me thing. And it's like, so once I can make that adjustment to, okay, how many dogs am I helping today? And so, and that's when, when I'm doing that and focusing that way, that's when I'm so happy. And I'm like the create creative juices are flowing. And I feel like I can take on the world. But when I'm focusing on me and, you know, wah, wah, I don't have, you know, blah, blah, and I'm not as good as so-and-so or whatever, that's when um, I start wanting to just quit and move on because, you know, so. Yeah. No, I, I so get that because um, 
I'm not techno savvy. I'm a techno dinosaur. And I've always been a reader. I love reading. That's why I love your blog. Because, you know, I could read. And I, even to this day, I'm not really good at social media. I'm not into those analytics and SEOs and, and stuff that you're obviously experienced now, you know, with your blog and everything. But, you know, I, I know very, very little. But, you know, it's like when I started to go onto Facebook, um, it was because, you know, I, I wanted to learn more from people like Dr. Melissa Shelton from Animalio. Um, because of her, you know, I had to create a Facebook account and, and, and join her Facebook group because I wanted to learn about her essential oils. And then because of that and Dr. Karen Becker and Rodney Habib. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I know I've been rooting for you, you know, for so long, you know, because I know you were into essential oils. And, I, and I, every time I read your blog, I was like, when are you going to animalio like seriously man when are you going to do animalio oh you my god and okay and how many years how everyone many? was so freaking annoying about it it's like <laughs> shut up already it's not that big of a deal and then i got these freaking oils and man they're amazing they yeah. are amazing dr shelton i swear to god she has a gift all right yes. she has yeah. a gift she's an essential oil whisperer Yes. All right. It's something about her oils that they do. It's almost like magic how yes. it transforms the animal. Okay. Because I have used them on my dog, my cats, on rescues, on literally dying animals, uh, end stage. But even then with palliative care, you can actually see something happening in them. Mm -hmm. And then the end, the end of life care becomes the quality in increases, yeah. you know, and to me, that is all I want. It's always about the quality of the animal, even right to the very end. That has always been my priority and her oils, because I've been using them in my rescue work for a few years now, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't have a lot of money, but my budget, my priority is always her oils first because they have done stuff that I yeah. honestly, I, I'm amazed, you know, yeah. when I see things that, you know, with the dogs and the cats and, and like, even with my adopters, you know, they, they were telling me like, it's weird, you know, they respond to it. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. know why, but, yeah. you know, something happens to them and it's always, always something positive, you know, it's, you can sort of, it, you see a change, the energy improves yeah. and, and I've been using it on myself as well because I'm a human animal, you know, and I, I tell I you that human animal. I love that. <laughs> Dr. Shelton, that's her term I learned from her. And, you know, it helps me as well. I use calm amount like almost every day. Yes. <laughs> this is a, I, have, I actually ordered the, the 30 milliliter. No, um, once you're into the oils, trust yeah. me, the biggest bottles are the best bottles. You would that's never go back to small. I, I think I did a, a live not long ago about, you know, because someone wanted me to explain what the oils that I like. And I was telling them, it's like when you first start, start with a five, you know, because yeah. it, you can end up um, spending a lot of money because you're like, oh, well, I'll get this one. Oh, and this one and this one and this and da 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 da. And then before you know it, my shopping cart is over $100. <laughs> and so I was like, start with the five milliliters. And then from there, you can determine like how much, how fast is it going to go? And chamomile, I mean, Rodrigo has had anxiety all of his life and chamomile 
just calms them right down. I mean, it just makes them feel so whenever he's feeling a little anxious, the boost in the bottle is amazing. I use um, the aroma boost collection for Sydney when she was dying. And it's funny because I started using it on Apollo because he watched me using it on her and then he would just come up in front of me and he would just stand there waiting. And I would nice. just and a massage and it's just so cool. I think I, I did a video just showing, it's like, look at, he just come, he knows, he knows what these bottles are. When I pull him out, he'll just come in and, and he's the only dog that'll do it. That'll come and stand in front of me. And yeah, I use them on my dogs all the time. And I've never, you know, I didn't years ago when I didn't know any better use oils on my dog. And then I learned about, well, the quality and things like that. So I stopped and I would just diffuse them. So I have tons of oils that I diffuse things with, or I make things for myself with. But as far as using them on my dogs, I, I just didn't do it anymore. And I think I ordered my Animalio first through Four Lager um, because I know that they, they partner with them on their products. And, and I loved it so much. And I was amazed at how quickly I went through the calm mile. I mean, it was, you know, oh, so, I mean, this woman is brilliant. Just she the is. fact that we live in a community of, of people who um, are just, you know, just so just full of information and, and have gotten to the point where now I'm that person who is just sort of like someone mentions essential oils and I'm like, well, Anamalia. <laughs> <laughs> I like Animalio. I like, <laughs> That's the thing. Once you've got your first bottle and you tried it, you yeah. go down the rabbit hole, you know? Yes. And there's so many more. <laughs> I'm already like, I want to get, there's, there's a few more that I want to get. And so I, I wait because it's like, I won't allow myself to look on her website unless she's having like a flash, flash sale. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise I have to wait until it's like, okay, it's payday. And I only pay for it out of my blog income. So it's just sort of like, okay. okay. And I have, and I, and I only, I set myself a limit of like, this is how much I can do. And so I go and I look at what I got and how much is in each bottle. So, cause it's like, I might have to replace some and I have to keep that in mind when I'm going down my list of, oh, but yeah, she's pretty amazing. You have discipline. That's all I can say. <laughs> you have discipline in the shopping, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, that's what I love about the community that we have, that's what drew me into social media in the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. was all these amazing people like yourself again, you know, and then like you said, the politics, that, that ego, that me, 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 that infighting stuff, which is so honestly very petty. Yeah. You know, and it, it goes against what we should be standing for. And that is for the animals. I yes. mean, in the first place, we are all doing this for the animals. I mean, like I started my podcast because, you know, it's for my animals, you know, and, and you, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm not so actively savvy on social media. You know, I don't care much about it. I, I mean, I'll do whatever, but, you know, um, I just want to like talk to amazing people like you you know, and do my podcast. In that sense, I think, you know, it's like I'm learning from you. You started your blog. You want to talk to amazing people and, and like sort of have a masterclass session with, with them, you know, and, and learn from them. Um, I think that's what I'm doing with my podcast as well because I want to talk to amazing people like you so that I can, I can, you know, learn from you plus also share your knowledge with other people. And the thing that I like 
it's like I only want to talk to people that I respect. Yeah. You know, I when you were talking about, you know, um, people just paying you for endorsements and stuff like that, right? Um, it's really strange. I'm My podcast is really new, but, you know, I actually had some companies approach me already, you know, like they, they want to like sponsor or, or whatever, work with me. And I'm like, hmm, you know, curiously enough, like you said, it's all the the brands that I will never feed my, 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 my animals, you know? So, you know, right from the start, you know, I, I will thank them, you know, but I said for now, I'm not taking any, any sponsorship because I like the independence. I like to be able to, you know, talk about what I want to talk about without mm-hmm. having to be compromised by a sponsorship, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and pissing off people because I broke contract or, you know, whatever, you know, exactly. so, you know, like, you know, it's like what you do. That's why, like I said, you know, what you do is just so amazing because you have a very strong sense of ethics that really not a lot of people have it. And I love the fact that when you, when you do something and you realize that it's wrong, you're, you're big enough to actually say that, you know, hey, guess what? I fucked up. Yeah. Or, you know, it's wrong. It's wrong. You know, like I used to, you know, now I know better. So I'm, you know, this is, this is what I think now. And you're not afraid to say that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why a lot of people respect your, your work, you know, your, your creativity. And, you know, I, like I said, you're like a teacher to me. And you, you don't realize that, but, you know, I take a lot of inspiration from you, you know, uh, on, on, on what you do and how you do it. Uh, but like I said, I'm not very techno savvy. So all this um, analytic stuff, it's just psh, goes over my head, you know, for now. No, I get it. I mean, even to, to this day, I know that I should be looking more at my analytics. I, the reason why I don't is because I find that when I get to like, well, I, I should start over. I do look at it for, you know, when I need certain information, if I'm curious about, you know, for instance, what blog posts I need to um, update. Cause I'll look at my analytics to see, you know, where, where are people going? Let me make sure that those, all of those articles are up to date and I'm giving good information. So that's always helpful. It's the, um, the followers and the engagement and all that. I mean, I of course want to reach people, but I just don't want to get caught up in the, the whole world of, you know, how many people are following me, it, you know, and, and cause I feel like that's, one step away from then comparing myself to other people and how many people are following them. And well, I've been here longer, so I should da 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 da. And I don't, that's just a rabbit hole. I just don't want to go down. And that's so, a lot of time, isn't it? I yeah, mean, just, it is. just to do all that engagement stuff. It's exactly, it takes, it's so tiring. I don't, I don't know how some people can do it. I mean, it's just, yeah, I know. I watch people who are able to look at it and they're like, you know, just, I have a girlfriend who's a blogger and she's able to incorporate all of this stuff. And I'm just sort of like, yeah, it's too much. It's, it's mind numbing. And I kind of feel like either I need to look at the, the analytics or I need to just work. And so I just want to work and I figure everything will turn out. If I'm doing my job, I don't have, I shouldn't have to really worry about the analytics. I know realistically that's not true, but, um, you know, I just can't bring myself to dive super deep into it. I just, what I do instead is I watch YouTube videos that where they're talking about different things. I found a a couple channels that I like, and I I appreciate that. That way, if they, if something they say rings 
true to me, then I can go to my analytics and just focus on that one thing. But when I'm just left to my own devices and I'm looking at, cause there's a lot, there's my blogs analytics, there's social media analytics. Um, and then within those analytics, it's just sort of like, there's the, you know, um, the reach and where are people coming from and where are they going to and how long are they watching a video or how long are they staying on a page? It's just too much. It's honestly too much. And, and I just sort of feel like, yes, I do want to help people, but I, you know, and I know that analytics helps me with that. I think the better thing is to continue sharing my story and people will find me, you know, when they need that information. And so, and yeah, but yeah, I, I hear you. It's, it's, it's overwhelming because, and each site has their own analytics and it's just like trying to find something. When you look at some of these sites, it's just, it's just a bunch of graphs and, and it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know, I see it, but what am I supposed to take away from all of this? And it's not always clear. Do you, have you ever done like advertising, like for, for your, for your blog or, you know, to, to advertise? Yeah, I've done it on Facebook and I don't think I would, I plan on doing it for a while. And the reason why is because advertising reduced my engagement. When I stopped advertising, my engagement tanked to 90%, like by 90%. Wow. And then it, it climbed back up again quickly on its own, but it really had um, a huge impact. And it was, it was very expensive. And I don't feel like I got anything out of it. You know, I mean, I did get some, but not as what I, not what I thought. I feel like you have to spend a lot of money for advertisement to um, really make a difference for a blogger. You know, I see sites who like they'll, they'll boost a post, a blog post. And um, I'm just, I just never had, it's not like I had like a big spike in views on my blog because I did that. And, um, and I'm just so nervous about like, for instance, with Facebook and how they, they'll shadow ban someone, um, you know, and I just worry about spending all the money and then ending up banned for some reason of a friend of mine got put on probation because she shared something from the CDC website that Facebook decided it was fake news. And it was just like, but it's the CDC. And she got a, a one year, you know, probation. And it was just oh. sort of like, you know, those type of things where now um, I just don't feel comfortable spending money. You know, I'd rather just do the work to, um, to build my blog and build the audience and stuff. And that's where like, you know, doing the Facebook lives and just basically trying to, to put um, different, types of content on there. The other thing is that Facebook doesn't like people to leave Facebook. So like boosting my blog posts, I mean, yeah, I'll be giving Facebook money and yes, they'll, they'll put it out there as a sponsored post, but I wonder if they would put it out there as much as if I boosted just an image because they don't like people to leave Facebook. So they don't really put a lot of focus on external links on their site. So it's just like, yes, it's just so much to think about and every site is different. And it's just like, it makes my head just like. So are you like a one woman show with your blog and your social media content creation at the moment? Or yeah, do you, do I do you... work with, I have a few people that I work with on different things. So like if I, when I was planning the Seattle Natural Pet Expo, I do have someone who um, he's an 
a professional mark in marketing and he knows Facebook advertising inside and out. So like, he's the person I would go to, like, if I'm ready to promote the expo again, he will set up all the ads. If I, you know, put out a new book, he'll set out all the ads and everything for the book um, and get that taken care of. We'll work on a budget and he'll take care of it. So I don't have to even look at it. He'll, he'll watch the analytics of it and adjust it. He'll do everything and I'll pay him for that. Um, but I, I usually have like consultants, like I have a, a ghost writer who, if I have a, a long list of blog posts that I want to get on my blog, I'll send her the list and she'll write me 500 word articles and get it back to me. And then what I'll do is I'll take her articles and I'll rewrite them with my voice and my experience. But she just, she just saves me so much time than when I have to do it from scratch. So I probably work with her a couple times a year. And um, I'm trying to think, I used to have, um, I need to find a new one. I used to have an editor for my books where I would you know, send her my book draft and she would edit it and we would do it back and forth before I published it. But um, she no longer does that. Well, speaking of your books, I've got your eBooks, you know, and I, can I just say, I, I love them. And um, how long did it take for you to write them? I mean, um, not long at all, believe it or not. The first book was, cause I used to do a raw feeding from A to Z in April. And there's a site that's called blogging from A to Z and it's an annual challenge that a lot of people participate in. And some people just write randomly using the alphabet, but I thought it would be more fun to have a topic and so focus on raw feeding. And I did it when I first transitioned my blog to writing about raw feeding. And so I was doing that every year for a few years. And so one year I downloaded all the blog posts and turned it into a book and then just filled it in where I needed to clarify things, um, where I needed to clarify things. And so that was that, I think the, the hardest part of that one was going through the editing process. Um, and the second, and I'm actually rewriting that book now because it's been a few years. The second book was just questions. I'm, I get questions all the time from people. And so I started making a list and I thought I would have like a list of 25. And then I was like, oh, I'll probably have a list of 50. And I ended up with a list of a hundred questions. And I just went through and answered the questions and I organized them by section and boom, I had a book. And so it's, it's, it's funny because people think that it's so hard to write a book. Um, it's not, if you have, if you already have the content there. And so I already have the content on my blog. So it was really easy for me. So pre COVID, what's, what was your daily routine like? I mean, because you're working uh, and blah, yeah, pre COVID, you know, get up in the morning, feed the dogs, you know, feed the cat, head to work. Um, you know, and it's like at my day job, you know, I periodically pop in <laughs> to, to see what's happening on social media. Um, but I used to come home, you know, feed the dogs, play with the dogs. And then I would spend, you know, like two to three hours in the evening working on my blog. And then on the weekends, I would probably spend, you know, five to six hours working on my blog on Saturday and Sunday. And I think I worked like about 20 to 30 hours a week on, on my blog. But of course, back then I also published articles like five to seven days a week. I don't do that anymore. Um, and I think now that it's COVID, you know, I just, it's funny because um, 
I try and keep it as casual as possible. I'm actually a little behind on my blog. I caught up and got ahead and now I fell behind again. Um, and it's, it's sad because it's like, you know, when, when we had Sydney, when Sydney was diagnosed with cancer, that became my absolute focus. And, um, and then when she, we lost her, it was just sort of like, I was kind of like off kilter and I'm still trying to straighten out a bit. And, I'm, I'm, you know, we've gotten used to the fact that, you know, Sydney is no longer with us. Um, but it's still kind of just, you know, like for the first couple weeks, I had this routine where I didn't even realize it, where I would get up and I would say everyone's name and I was still saying Sydney's name and not only just saying it, but pausing and looking for her. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. And it was just like, I, it's funny. You just never realize just what a huge part of our lives, our dogs are. Mm. And so it's just sort of like, you know, and, and I actually even consider just like quitting the blog then because it was, it was kind of hard because Sydney and Rodrigo were the start of my blog. And now, but it was just one of those where, well, there was going to be a time when Sydney and Rodrigo were no longer going to be with me. Um, but there's still a story to be told. And so uh, I, you know, kept going at it. So now it's just a matter. I, I mostly work on the weekends, which is funny because I'm home all day, every day, but I mostly work on my blog on the weekends. And then I um, spend the week, you know, just working my day job from home and then being with my dogs. You, you have not just one blog, you have two blogs? Well, I have three blogs, ah. but now I'm back to one. Cause so I, yeah, I, I started last year, I started dog mom style. And then earlier this year, like in the spring, I started um, staying home with dogs. And that the dog mom style was going to be a lifestyle blog and staying home with dogs was going to be a DIY blog. And um, I wrote some stuff for each of them. And then they just sat there because I did not have time to deal with them. And so recently um, when I got the, like the notification from the hosting company that it was time to renew, I decided not to renew. And so now I'm currently moving content from those blogs over to keep the tail wagging. And I'm just going to make keep to tail wagging into a bigger lifestyle blog that also covers raw feeding and, and just different things. Because, you know, that was like my biggest revelation over the past year, you know, when I was talking earlier about, you know, just being discouraged after leaving super zoo. And I think one of the big things that I have been disappointed in is this push towards um, kibble is bad um, and raw feeding is the way to go or fresh food is the way to go. But, you know, basically, you know, this message, which I don't think people intend to demonize kib kibble, but it's just that there's just so much information out there that can show that kibble isn't ideal for our dogs. And so people are talking about it. But I began speaking to people who were saying things like, well, I wanted to do that, but I didn't think I could go because like, for instance, my Seattle Natural Pet Expo, people were like, well, I want to go, but you know, it's about raw feeding and I don't feed raw. And I was just like, it's not about raw feeding. It's Seattle Natural Pet Expo. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. It's not a raw feeding conference. And they were like, oh, and that's when I started realizing that, gosh, how much information are we as a community putting out there that people are turning away from because they think that they have to feed raw in order to, you know, absorb this information. And so um, I just wanted to stop 
talking about kibble, you know, I don't mind, of course, sharing my experience as a raw feeder, but I don't want to demonize kibble. I don't want people to feel like they're killing their dogs because they feed kibble because there are so many reasons why people are feeding kibble and it's just not fair to, to put that pressure on them. And then on top of that, there are so many other things that we need to be doing with our dogs beyond diet, like training and exercise and socialization and just love and spending time with them. All of these things that also serve to have our dogs live longer, happy, healthier lives. And so that's like, so making Keep the Tail Wagging a blog that covers more of what I'm doing with my dogs, not just um, what I'm feeding my dogs became, you know, just really important to me. And so that's what I'm working on now. Now you have this amazing brain <laughs> with, you are a content creator. Okay. In every sense of the word, can you open it up and, and, and share like, how does it work and how do you <laughs> get all that stuff going? And, you know, how do you, how do you create? Uh, you know, it's like I do it. It's, it's two things. Something happens with my dogs or someone asks me a question. Those are the two things that inspire me. So like, you know, people ask me, how could you create content when Sydney had cancer? And I could because writing calms me and it eases my anxiety. Um, you know, I write because I live with anxiety and depression. Writing makes that go away and creating content makes that go away. And so when Sydney was diagnosed with hemangiosarcoma, you know, and I joined a group and I saw like just every day people were joining this group because they just got this diagnosis. And I'm just sitting here like, good Lord, I had never heard of this until I got the diagnosis. And now I'm in this group with thousands of people and all these people are like friends are telling me that, oh yeah, my dog died of that. And, or I, two of my dogs died of that. And I'm just like, what in the world? And so I felt like it was, I was obligated to share that story. And it also just gave me um, comfort to share what I was learning and then to also take in what other people were learning. So there's that. And then of course there's, you know, like I get questions all the time from people where, you know, something as basic as how old does my puppy need to be before I can swish him to raw all the way to, you know, um, you know, my dog has like, I, strangely, um, twice this week, I've had people email me because their dog was diagnosed with EPI and they had questions. And so to me, I will now this weekend go back because I have a few blog posts about EPI. I'll make sure that they are as clear as possible. I may update one and um, also create a page. I have a, a Hermangio page on my site. I'll create an EPI page on my site just to help people who get that diagnosis and want some information from someone else who is going through the same thing. And, and it's just like, and I also, I, I love, you know, just playing around with my blog. My blog is kind of like when, you know, um, like maybe, I don't know if you've seen them on Facebook, the, the games uh, that are like redecorating games where you decorate a room or something like that. That's kind of like what I do with my blog. I'm always like, I'm going to change the color now. And now I want a page that does this and, and all of that type of stuff is so much fun to me. So but yeah, that's basically what it is. It's just um, something happened in our lives, you know, like for instance, with the otters, you know, I'll probably have a blog post in the next 
month or so about, you know, otters and dogs and keeping your dog safe from otters because they actually um, will attack a dog if they set up, a, our, if they set our pond up as, a, um, as their territory. Because the mom came a week ago and she was back yesterday with her kids. So it's just like, well, damn, <laughs> now it's time for me to contact Fish and Wildlife to find out what they can do for us. But, um, but it's just sort of like, those are the type of things is just having that experience. And then because I don't want Keep the Tail Wagon to be solely about raw feeding, I feel free to write about that experience without someone saying, well, what does this have to do with raw feeding? Because <laughs> that's usually what I get when I, when I go off topic, you know? And so it's just like, so I'm, I'm you know, I, I talk a lot, as you can see. No, I, you know, that's what I love about you is the way your brain works and how you're always constantly learning, relearning, pivoting in that sense and, and you know, changing how you approach things. You know, you keep evolving and that's what I love. I think that's what a lot of people enjoy about your blog is that it's never static. It's, you know, it's, it's not boring in that sense, you know, but it's how you keep things very, very real and up to date, you know, like what's going on with you. Um, and like I said, I think you're like the queen of blogs to me because seriously, I think you're probably the only blog that I follow still after all this time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a yeah. lot. No, yeah. seriously. So, you know, um, your whole journey, what are you most proud of? Actually, you know, I'm most proud of the fact that I reached a point where I don't feel ashamed um, for being wrong. That if, you know, you know, I, I, I don't mind it. It's like when I, I got an email yesterday from someone who was, wasn't pleased with something that I shared and, um, and I let them say their piece and I, you know, I explained why I shared it and, and that's it. You know, I didn't, you know, have a, you know, I didn't mull over it for days. I wasn't like all upset in, in my feelings about it. It was just sort of like, you know, this person shared their thoughts and they have a right to their thoughts. I shared my thoughts and it's not about being right or wrong. It's just about sharing and then, you know, moving on. And that is something that I'm, I'm proud that I've reached a point where, you know, I can take constructive criticism, even when someone delivers it in a really crappy way, I can still dig past their tone or the words they use and find something of value that will help me be better at what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm just so proud that I've reached that because there were, there were times when my blog was like, my therapist used to say, I don't really think you should be blogging <laughs> because <laughs> it was basically the topic of most of my therapy sessions were the trolling and the, and the things like that. And it was just like so unhealthy. And I just feel like it was a journey for me to get to a place where basically I got over myself and just really, um, you know, sincerely was doing what I intended to do. You know, like I, started this to help dogs and to, you know, selfishly help myself because, you know, I knew that blogging would open doors for me to be able to speak to people that as an average, you know, just Schmo, I wouldn't be able to speak to. And um, so I'm grateful for that. But now I'm grateful that not only can I um, 
speak to these people, but I can disagree with them. I don't have to agree with everything that everyone else says. And it doesn't mean we're having a fight. It just means that that's not a path that I choose to go down and it's okay. And I feel comfortable with the fact that with a lot of people, you know, one of my best friends I met through this journey, we started feeding raw together and she's in Florida and, you know, I can disagree with her all day long. And, you know, my, I mentioned Krista earlier, she's another one. I can disagree with her all that where I'm rolling my eyes. Like you sound like a crazy person and, um, and, but we're still friends and it's not, I, you know, and I'm just so grateful to have reached this place because in this space where I am now, everything is about the dogs. It's not about me, my ego, my followers, you know, how many likes do I have? It's none of that. All it is, is about this amazing community. And, you know, when I tune into Facebook or Instagram, it's, with an energy of what am I going to learn about today rather than an energy of like, who's mad at me now? Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. I I know I've, I've, I've held you for a very, very long time (laughs) past the hour. I I apologize for that, but uh, that's how much I like you, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) but yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you. This was so much fun. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Kimberly's story. Look out for Melissa Boland of Four Leggers interview next week. Wow. I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.